Hey everyone, this is A&M Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And today we're here to review the animated TV series Invincible, now on Amazon Prime. And this TV series stars Stephen Yeun as Invincible, J.K. Simmons as Omni Man, Gillian Jacobs as Eve. Seth Rogen as Alan the Alien, uh, Zazie Beats as Amber, Mark Hamill as Art Rosenbaum, and Sandra Oh as Debbie Grayson. And there's plenty of characters in this, but um, I think those are the main ones for the most part. Um, I think so. But essentially, this TV series is about this young kid who is starting to develop his powers, or before he develops his powers, he already has this father who is well-known and is a big superhero. And he is supposed to be the next heir to get those powers. But what did you get from the TV series Invincible? So I really enjoyed Invincible. Um, it's nice to get away from the marvel and dc comics and see something else you know every once in a while and invincible um really did not disappoint i feel like it had some realness like the boys um with that saturday morning wb you know uh x-men cartoon series spider-man animated series um feel to it while still being pretty adult and all of J.K. Simmons, who's better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a really good TV series. Um, it has the setting of brutality on Mortal Kombat because it does not hold yeah. back. There's blood and guts everywhere, and this is not made for children. Um, <laughs> it looks like not it may all. be, yeah, it, it looks like it may be with the Saturday morning cartoon wb look and feel but no it's definitely not for children um i really i I really did like this one um i don't think it's perfect but i I really did like it um image comics that's what i think it's from yes i think so um and there's been a couple of things that have come out outside of that outside of invincible from image comics right uh, what are some of their other series? Yeah, there, there's been some other adaptations. It also felt like a little bit like Static Shock as well. Um, <laughs> Maybe it was the way that it looked, like the animation. I think so. The animation was uh, was pretty close to it. but uh, I feel like the animation was one of the weaker points of it. You well, I mean, anything? there were a lot of, I guess there were a lot of stiff frames. So the, the characters weren't very fluid, right? Um, even when they were talking, like, you know, it wasn't, the lips weren't matching up perfectly. And it was, 
it was it felt a little more like reading a comic book. There was movement, but not as much as maybe we're used to. Yeah, something like anime, where mm-hmm. you know you just animate the face of the character and a moving background. I mean, that's it's, it wasn't too bad with that. I, I felt like as far as the animation, that wasn't really as up to date. I mean, compared to most animated things now, because it, it sure. seemed like it was, you know, just like a static shock or um, one of the early Spider-Man TV series, but it was still a pretty good TV series. Definitely. So let's well, do broad strokes because this is a series and all the episodes about 40 <laughs> minutes to 50 minutes long. Um, and I was glad they were that long. I definitely felt like every second was necessary. Um, even some of the slower beats and the side stories, I enjoyed them all. But just the way this thing opens up uh, with the first episode, I mean, essentially, you got Omni-Man, who is pretty much a Superman. I mean, he's from another planet, alien, here to protect us all, God-level powers, um, and no one can really beat him. But he works pretty much alone. And then you have um, this almost Justice League-style um, group. Remember, their, I forget their names. I always call them Justice League. Guardians of the Globe. Yes, right. They're like the Guardians of the Globe, not the Galaxy. Um, and they have pretty much one-for-one Justice League superheroes. And, you know, they're doing their thing, saving the world. Only Man shows up a couple times. He has his son. Um who isn't invincible yet because he doesn't have his powers. Um, but it's about growing into them. Reminding me of Sky High, that Disney movie, if you remember that one, <laughs> where the teenager's <laughs> hoping to get his power soon. Um, and I mean, I forgot really what happened that first episode because the ending was just, what? I feel like that, I mean, that just made the whole series for me, really. Um, and of course, these are spoilers, but Omni-Man just goes in and takes out the entire gardens of the globe just annihilates them one by one like you know that's a batman series of how to defeat every justice league member like that's what he did um effortlessly and it's there's no reason given he passes that at the end and the whole series is trying to figure out who killed the gardens of the globe and um shenanigans ensue and there's side stories but omni man is like anime Mortal Kombat level tearing stuff up. <laughs> yeah. He just rips through everybody. Um, I feel like at this point, if DC wanted to do an Injustice style Superman, it's already been done twice by now. It's, Omni-Man it's and, done. With, <laughs> and with the boys. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, think this is, I think this is better than, well, Omni-Man particularly. I like better than um homelander oh gosh yes and homelander i prefer this omni man's character um we can get into some comparisons later but i feel like homelander is a little bit more i'm not gonna say interesting but i don't know (laughs) his his story is more compelling when we get towards the end i agree his story is more interesting but omni man is hilarious i Cracked at his jokes. Think, Mark. 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had some good commentary. Yeah, but um, I did watch a few of the episodes twice, and okay. I had to go back to the first episode just to see what led up to the the end of the first episode where he just destroys all the guardians of the globe. And sure, all of the guardians pretty much look at him as like, oh, well, yeah, there's Omni-Man, but he's kind of, you know, showing off, mm-hmm. just getting in our, not really getting in their way, but they don't actually work with him. They work mm-hmm. around him. Um, and I especially see that one point where the Batman equivalent, <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> I oh, his gosh. Name. <laughs> I need to look up the Guardians of the Globe so I can get all their names. Yeah, but he's it's stuck under funny. a truck. <laughs> like, he, he's he's trying to save somebody, and he's stuck under a truck, and the thing is about to crush both of them. So he saves the one person, the, the Batman equivalent, uses grappling hook to shoot that person out. And right before he's about to be crushed by the truck, Omni-Man comes in and just lifts it off him. Um, and then uh, the Batman equivalent is like, he, he throws some batarangs or whatever with some falling rocks that they wouldn't have harmed Omni-Man, but he's like, you're welcome. But <laughs> it, right. it kind of shows the reality yeah. of Batman if he was truly put up against a Superman-level character without Kryptonite. Oh, I completely agree. And it, and just we get the one-for-one comparison. So you have the immortal, who is a second Superman equivalent, like Omni-Man, but the immortal pretty much has all the same powers, but his big thing is being immortal. He can't die. Um, or he can die if... Almost like Wolverine. Like, how would you kill Wolverine? I feel like Omni-Man did that with the immortal. Um, and, you know, by severing him in half and separating the pieces of his body so you have that one as superman justice league dark wing is the batman equivalent um we have war woman who is the wonder woman equivalent Remember, a hot girl and wonder woman put together um and then just plain you have martian man who's martian manhunter like they didn't even really try um <laughs> to make that different uh pretty much the same deal going on but he can kind of shift change his body into you know a tight blanket uh <laughs> Then you, you have uh, <laughs> Green Ghost, who I guess is stretch. the Green Lantern, right? He can stretch. Green Ghost is kind of the Green Lantern equivalent, but in this, Green Ghost really is just a ghost who's green, doesn't have many of the Green Lantern qualities. Um, I kind of feel like Omni Man's fake story of what uh, the Ventramites, right? Our, their whole plan is um, take from the Green Lantern actual story. Um, you know, going off one person choosing a world to protect me. That, you know, that is flipped at the end of the series. But um, then we have Aquarius, who is the Aquaman equivalent, but he's kind of the more realistic Aquaman, even though it's more fake because he's half fish. Um, <laughs> and then uh, you have Red Rush, who's the Flash, literally the same. Yeah. Um... Was there anybody else? Or, or that was anything? the original. I think, yeah, that's all the original Guardians of the Globe. Okay. So, yeah, they just... And you have other smaller teams that we meet throughout the series or that they talk about um, who do smaller crime fighting, but these are the big guys. Yeah. Um, not so great big guys. Uh, it really wasn't believable. I mean, th- them being like the best 
superheroes <laughs> around the globe because Omni Man just destroyed them. I mean, <laughs> and we only see one episode of them before they get annihilated. Right. I was like, what? They're dying so quick? But then he kept killing them, and I was like, but I actually want to see this. Like, I'm not mad that it's happening so soon because this is interesting. And I'm glad they didn't do the thing where it happens, and then at the very end, like, you see bits and pieces each episode. I'm glad they went ahead and did it all with, like, no stops, no cuts in the middle, just kill, kill, kill. <laughs> they all go. And it's just, it's intense. We know we have a god-level figure after episode one and he's just pretending he's just regular guy he's he's he says strongly everybody but then gloat like but we know you just murked the entire team and no one else does <laughs> yeah so he actually does get beat up some but not to the point where it kills him um and then he just kind of just collapses and that's where they find all the guardians of the globe just beaten to death and then omni-man on the brink of death from what they say. Um, right, right. <laughs> but he recovers pretty easily. I mean, probably within a day or two, maybe. Right. Uh, just because, <laughs> like, there's no extra things that he needs. He just heals. <laughs> then he goes sit in the sun. Like, you know, no weaknesses on this guy that we can see in the first season. No, um, not from what I've seen. But if you read the comics, there's like other, mm -hmm. um, what do you call their race? It's uh, adventuremites, or I keep someone to say that, but it, it's that sounds similar, but I don't think that's the name. I feel like it's wrong, <laughs> but it sounds very similar to that. But they're the Viltrumites, is what the race is. Viltrumites, okay. That's what I'm meaning. So yeah, there there are other Viltrumites like him that are probably right. just as strong. If you go back and read some of the comic yeah. stuff, but um, yeah, he heals pretty easily, but. While he has been healing, Mark, his son, which is invincible, he has gained his powers. Um, and he starts to get some actual, you know, experience in fighting villains. And this is where he finds out the true reality of being a superhero. You know, not everything is just, you know, all the glory and everything's clean. I mean, he sees people right. die. He sees blood and guts, a lot of stuff that he's not really used to. And, um, you know, he's getting beat up. This, I think this show really brought a lot of true realities to um, superheroes and crime fighting and what can go yeah. wrong. Yeah, I agree. And then you have the side characters. You have um, Zazie Beat's character, April. Who some people didn't really like her apparently in the series. Um, I mean Amber. She was Amber. Yeah, what I say, April. Uh, yeah. Like what? What this? Uh, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have Amber, uh, who is a love interest uh, in this, and she's kind of annoying, I think. And towards the end, she gets a little more annoying because you find out she knows more than you thought, and then it's like, why were you being so difficult? But you know, she's just there, right? Um, and uh, Invincible really likes her, but he's trying to balance being a regular teen and being a superhero now because he's training a lot. And he's missing up, messing up those first couple months of their relationship. And you have his best friend and his other kind of love interest turns best friend. 
but definitely saw chemistry there who's also um a hero and i'm gonna mess up her name eve eve yes adam, adam. Eve, which that was pretty cool she can pretty much change things on a molecular level she's really like scarlet witch level powers um but just uses them she's not crazy and uses them um for pretty good good reasons she's part of a smaller like almost like teen justice or young avengers style team um before they regroup and make a new um guardians of the globe after they've been destroyed so you have some other side characters in there as well um but what what sticks out for you like the big story arcs that you found interesting because i feel like there's a couple different story arcs in this um but i was the whole time i was thinking about omni man and what the heck is going on why did he mur- <laughs> i don't and it's cool he's having this little teenage drama but your dad just murdered everybody um i want to know more about that and uh, <laughs> and, the, and the demon detective was pretty cool too yeah um his name was damien Darkwood. Dark blood. Dark blood. That's a dark yep. wood. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. talks a little bit like a like a scruffy Yoda. Um, <laughs> short sentences. He just appeared in cold weather, and uh, was a detective trying to pay off his demon debts by solving murder mysteries, which is just interesting character. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the only way he could stay on cool. Earth. Yes, yeah, so only he can stay on Earth is everything he's made with the devil, and. Um, he is on to Omni-Man from the start. He's like, only Omni-Man lives. No way that's, you know, he wasn't a part of this. The blood doesn't line up. Um, and you have others who are questioning it as well, including Omni-Man's wife. Yeah. Um, so at the end of episode one, um, I had the thought of, you know, maybe he's being controlled or, you know, something's up with this. <laughs> it's not just Omni-Man just going rogue and killing everybody i mean what is the what, what what's the point of killing the greatest superheroes on the planet um but his character really doesn't change that much when it comes to you know his his plan i mean he kind of does have a little switch where he just completely tells everybody or invincible his whole plan from the start but He's pretty much the same guy. I mean, not really yeah. the greatest guy. And you can see how the, the original Guardians of the Globe don't really like him that much. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's just a terrible guy. Um, there's not much to sympathize with with him. <laughs> he's not one of those villains where you're just like, okay, I see your point. It's... No. <laughs> um, I think... To a certain degree, he still does love his son throughout the whole series. I think that's the biggest thing, the biggest connection that you can have with him. But he's pretty much a a douchebag throughout the whole thing. And J.K. Simmons plays it very well. Um, Yeah, I thought his voice translated well as a hero. And it really uh, felt right. It made sense. Um, And the mustache matched. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gotta give the mustache i mean it's just like yeah. um from spider-man uh j jonah jameson right <laughs> iconic yeah very iconic um and another storyline you mentioned it earlier with amber and invincible i can see why people think that she was annoying because 
she wasn't really taking into account that he's trying to save the world and, you know, um, be the superhero in a balanced school and then her. But I can compare it to, let's say, a professional athlete who is very good at their craft. But to be really good at their craft, they have to make a lot of sacrifices. And that could be, you know, lost time at home, um, not seeing the kids as much. They have to completely kind of distance themselves and work on their craft just to be as good as they are. Um, and I mean, it can be unfair to that significant other, but I can see both sides. So I wasn't really upset with the way that she acted. Well, I wasn't upset until spoiler alert. She knows he's invincible halfway through the series and just doesn't care. What? Yeah, he, <laughs> but still, he, he, he he builds up and says, you know, I'm invincible. And she goes, yeah, I know you're a hero. And you're still a douche for messing up all this stuff. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> so you knew I was running around getting beat up, getting the blood beat out of me by aliens and superhero beings. And you don't care. I I would take offense to that. I was like, I don't <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. I, I, I would I, I wouldn't. Couldn't have been me. Couldn't but, have been me. Uh, okay, I can definitely understand his side because it's very hard being a superhero. You know, you're getting the crap beat out of you, and you know, the wife is not really appreciating appreciating you when you come home. But he is neglecting his relationship by going out there to save the world. I mean, she doesn't see him as this big superhero. That's you know everybody looks up to it's like knowing let's say zion you know or mm -hmm. you know my brother he is you know potentially going to be you know, something big or whatever but yeah we we actually know him and we don't look at him as that and that's the same thing that i think the way that she was thinking i i i agree but you also don't get mad at him for being at practice or actually doing the thing that's going to make him money, hopefully, right? You're not upset with that part of it. It's no different than him saying, than her saying, Mark, you work too long at the office this week. And Mark goes, I work a nine to five. I was at work from nine to five. And she says, I want more time. It's like, I can't. I'm at work. This is the time you know this. <laughs> you know what I have to do, and it's not out of the ordinary for me to work nine to five. So why are you upset again? I just feel like you couldn't. I don't know what she wanted. I don't. It's. I feel like it would always be an issue. Would not work. She needs to. You know, I, you need Kevin Samuels. I, I feel like he would really set her in her place. How old? You make how much waist size? Just he does what? <laughs> So you want a 10 and you're what? Okay. How would you rate yourself on a scale from one to 10? You can't use seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You know, you're not listening to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to mute you and play this music real quick. You can't talk like over me. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> See, that's what's wrong with you. That's why you can't. That's what's wrong with you women today. Yes. <laughs> He's out here saving the world. And and what are you doing? Nothing. But you want him what do you to bring to the table? What do you, 
that's it. That's exactly it. She needs she needs talking to. Well, um, yeah, yeah, she she might need that, but I think I might have a little issue with the way that the whole relationship began because okay, she wasn't really interested in him until he stood up to the bully. Right, he got beat twice, and she's like, "Oh, okay, now I might be a little interested in him because he stood up to some guy." Um, but she didn't really care about him. She didn't really notice him until that point. Yeah, I mean, it seemed a little bit shallow, but I mean, he did get his butt kicked twice. Um, if anything, it was like a, <laughs> it felt like she felt bad for him. Um, <laughs> But it was it was odd starts. It's it, I I didn't see that relationship lasting um, throughout the series. I didn't read the comics, so I didn't know this ahead of time. So um, coming in as a new a new viewer, new reader, um, but definitely not the one I would have picked for him in this scenario. No, um, but I don't think the relationship lasts. Kind of spoiler alert, you know, yeah. future seasons, but um. Yeah, the whole storyline with Omni-Man was probably the most interesting. I feel like Omni-Man's um, story arc could have been explained or played out within like five minutes in the cartoon. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, we, we figure out that he's just only there to take over the Earth. So the, is it the Viltrumites? Right. Um, you know, they can either submit all the humans on Earth or, you know, they just take over and kill everybody. Um, and Invincible is also supposed to be a part of the Ultramites because he is Omni-Man's son. Right. But, I mean, it wasn't really that compelling, but I think there's definitely more to the story in future seasons outside of just him wanting to take over the, uh, the Earth. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think so. And they did, and I, and from my understanding, they did switch out some um, some things happened later on in the series that happened earlier in the uh, comics, and some things, you know, vice versa, to make it more interesting for television, I guess. Some liberties, some genders were swapped. Some things. Um, one thing that's aside. Uh, one thing that's uh, neat about Amazon Prime is I don't know if you noticed this, but if you pause or like or if you're watching on a touch screen touch the screen or a computer move the mouse where you would press pause and play and whatnot there's also this thing called x-ray that amazon prime does and at certain points of the show it's almost like getting a um director's cut documentary style so you can scroll over and press the x-ray button and it'll tell you something about either the characters that are on screen and who's their voices or um, easter eggs or things about the comics so but I don't know if you picked up on that, but that was helpful watching throughout the series. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know mm -hmm. that. Yeah, but it's on everything on Amazon Prime. Usually it's just, you know, the actors that are on the screen, whenever you pause it, it'll give you their real name and you can click it and show you other movies by them. Um, but yeah, the X-ray feature, something that Amazon Prime does, that other streaming services don't. It took them apart. So it's pretty neat. So I learned a little bit about the comics by um, using the X-ray button by watching. Okay, that's nice. Um, I think another interesting storyline was probably um, the robot guy. Um, yes. He's kind of working in the shadows. He's stupid, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> but um, he initially just works with the teen team. So that's basically the new Guardians of the Globe with Rexplode, Invincible, Adam Eve, Duplicate, Monster mm -hmm. Girl, mm -hmm. you know, all of them. Um, and he's just seen as just this robot, you know, something like a Jarvis or Vision, you know, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but he also has his own motivations, which is to, um, create his own body because he actually does exist in some deformed looking body, you know, something like a MODOK without the shield or the, yes. you know, the, the casing. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I hear inside of a sausage yeah. without the casing. <laughs> yeah exactly that, that's how it is um but he can only live within like this tank filled with water but as soon as he leaves that he kind of i don't know gets weak or whatever um, right he can't breathe the air it burns you remember the spongebob character when he's delivering chocolates and he's faking <laughs> and he said my skin is like paper and my bones are like glass. <laughs> it hurts <laughs> to walk. Like that's kind of what's going on. Um, and he's in this tank, and he, you know, he wants to get out and uh, be a real boy. You know, so. <laughs> so he um, gets together this plan by taking the blood of one of the team team's um, members, Rexplode. And he makes a younger version of him um, with the help of the Mahler twins, which are these mm -hmm. um, villains that are very smart and can do a lot of uh, science things. And they help transfer his mind to the new younger Rex flowed body. So now he can you know, walk around freely and still control the robots. Um, but the, the way that it led up to that, did it seem like he had kind of like an evil plan behind the scenes? It did. It felt a little more sinister than it was. Um, he, you know, he pricked, uh, Rex below to get his DNA and, um, he freed out the Mala twins who were in jail to use their cloning technology That's how they make themselves as twins. Um, it's constant clones of one another. And he does that to clone Rex Rhodes' body and grow it and transfer his consciousness, um, or really just copy his consciousness and download it into the new body. Um, and then puts an implant in to still control all the technology that you know he had built while he was in the tank. So it, it, but it felt like he was up to more sinister things. You could argue stealing someone's DNA and, um, you know, copying their body to be it. And then freeing two prisoners uh, to use their technology and then kill them could be uh, pretty sinister. But he's just off the hook. Like no one, uh, no one cares too much. Now they do bring it up in the series. They're like, uh, so we are going to talk about how you just stole my DNA. Like that's not cool. They, they for a brief second, but they don't go into detail. Like I feel like there's some ethics and laws probably broken there. But he's just forgiven. Yeah. Um... I guess they have bigger fish to fry, like Omni-Man. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Rex Poe just has to be the most annoying character on the show. There is not one redeeming thing about him. No, he's dating Adam Eve, then cheats on her with a duplicate. Um, uh, he's a douchey personality. He's he's not even that cool. I mean, his power is just throwing bombs. He's essentially um, what's her face? Not name, not Sparkle. Um, <laughs> Jubilee. Jubilee. That's what. That's pretty much what his powers are: throwing bombs and uh, running away. <laughs> not that special. So, yeah, and he thinks he's hot stuff. Yeah, and he'll say that. Um, but yeah, he is easily the most annoying character, just spouting out stuff that's not really funny. Um, so his character didn't really work for me. I know he's a part of this whole series, but mm-hmm. his character is definitely the most annoying. Um, I, I kind of like the guy who was kind of the head of all the security stuff with the Guardians of the Globe, Cecil. Um, yeah, Cecil. And Nick Fury vibes. Yeah, Nick Fury vibes. You know, didn't take any mess from anybody. Um, just wanted to get to the point. He, I mean, some of his methods may be a little questionable, but he wants the best for everybody. Yeah, um, and he has kind of a dark personality, dark sense of humor, but he knows his stuff. He knows what's going on, um, and he is—he's suspicious of Omni Man from the beginning as well. And he's working on a little side plot to um, confront Omni Man about. It. He eventually does um, about what's going on, and he's pretty competent. He's good friends with the wife, um, Omni Man's wife, and uh, Pet in his words. Uh, and um, <laughs> he was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I would like to see him fight. Um, the only thing that we saw was him teleporting for the most part. Right. And doing some demon stuff. <laughs> right. Because uh, Damien Darkfoot is also on to um, Omni-Man's uh, trails, and he confronts him about it and tells the wife about it. But... Cecil is also on the trail and is afraid the wife will say something to Omni-Man before he has a chance to, which does happen. Um, and because of this, and he wants to be so methodical, he gets rid of Damien Darkblood, sends him back to hell because he's too, he's too close to the case and he needs to go home. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he said, go back to hell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. I mean, I wouldn't mind more of Damien Darkwood. Um, he doesn't do much ex- outside of just, you know, trying to figure out this, like who who did, who, who killed all of the Guardians of the Globe. But right. I mean, he's a nice character to see. Yeah, he could be in his own series. I wouldn't mind watching that, a demon detective. Yeah. It's like a dark Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he'll eventually come back because I know there's going to be a second season of this. Um, But we've talked about all these other characters and not Invincible. I mean, what do you think about him? Not going to lie, he was not my favorite character. (laughs) 
It's his series, but I was much interested in Omni Man, or uh, even Cecil, Damien Darkblood, The Guardians. Invincible is just there, and everything's happening around him and to him, and I was okay with that. I I wanted more of everything else. Okay, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Everything was happening to him. He wasn't really pushing anything forward. Um, but yeah, he's a likable character. Uh, I would say he is like Spider-Man, you know, that, mm. that teen who's trying to balance being a superhero and um, school and family. But you also have Uncle Ben. He didn't die this time. This time he's right. evil. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he really reminded me of Spider-Man. I get that young, immature, even that fight scene he had, getting his powers when he did, um, having the inspirational father figure for a time. All those, definitely a similar, similar written character to Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and I guess he's really just like his father, except less powerful. Um, only less powerful because of less training, but definitely the same tier of powers. He's just growing into them. Yeah. Um, but we do have a lot of adventures with him. Um, there's a lot of characters that show up, especially with um, when he helps out the, the black guy who turns into like a, he, he gets like a hard rock shell of his right. skin. Another side story, Mashak. Oh gosh, we say his name wrong. Um, but he was also in the Luke Cage series. Um, uh, I don't know exactly. Go back to the cast. <laughs> let me go back to the cast. I wouldn't even recognize the character's name. Yeah, I, honestly, I forgot his name too. The actual character. Um, it's pretty far down on the cast list. I guess it wasn't in that much of it. Um, it was in like two episodes, I think. Two or three. Marshala Ali um, okay. was that character, yes. Who had a pretty good side story. I mean, he's a villain only because he's down on his luck and he needs money, he needs funds for his family. Um, you know, they go into soup kitchens and whatnot. He gets tangled in with the kind of a mob crime boss um, in the city. And he wants out, or at least we think he does. And he solicits Invincible's help to do that. Invincible gets the crap kicked out of him. Um, they call in the new guardians, gets the crack, the crap kicked out of them as well, um, to the point where um, I thought they were all going to die with <laughs> the guys that they had brought in um, that this villain had called to essentially attack them. Um, but they get they uh, pretty much lose. But um, through all throughout all of that, um, Ali's character, uh, who's kind of like Colossus, I guess, except it's rocks and not metal, um, he comes back and takes over. He wanted out and he wanted to fight the kingpin, not to get him out of the neighborhood because he's bad, but to take over his empire. 
and become the new big boss. And he accomplishes that feat with Invincible's help. So it's like Invincible was being naive. Omni-Man said not to help him because he's like low-level crime, which makes me think as well. And you wonder, like, when you watch these big Marvel films and DC films, and you're like, how do they decide who fights the cosmic-level stuff, who fights the just, you know, someone's getting robbed? And it's hard whenever you're watching stuff and the universe isn't put together in the films because you only see one team at a time or one hero at a time. But if things did exist like this, you'd have Superman. He's not, you know, fighting the robber who pickpocketed something, right? That's someone else. And Omni-Man was kind of making that point when he was talking about Ali's character and not helping him. Uh, but he does anyway, and you feel good about it. But then he double-crosses him, and he com- becomes a big boss. So Omni-Man was right. Um, as evil as he turns out to be, he knows a thing or two about you know, being a hero. Yeah, because he's been a hero or you know had his powers for a really long time because he said uh, Ultramites live for thousands of years. Right. And I guess he was waiting for the right time to take over the earth. And that's why he killed all the guardians of the globe, the strongest superheroes on earth. But um, do you think there was any truth in what Omni-Man was saying when he was trying to explain to Mark, you know, all these people on earth, you know, they're just going to die. And Mm -hmm. um, why have any attachment you know, you're going to live for thousands of years. You'll forget about them. Your mother's more like a pet to me. Um, yeah. He, <laughs> he was disrespectful in that speech. <laughs> he, <laughs> this, this, I mean, first he beat the crap out of his son. Um, yeah. And then has given him this terrible speech about why humanity isn't worth saving. And I, from his perspective, I understand where he's coming from. You know, this he's really a conqueror. He is like Galactus. He is a world destroyer. Um, he is not meant to be the hero. So to him, it's not worth it. Um, the human race isn't worth it. And it isn't really that great. Like you could argue that even Thanos had some some kind of logic that at least made sense as to why he did what he did. But Omni-Man here is just like, no, nah, we just got to destroy them because they're weak. Um, and that, that it is what it is. There's no need to saving them. We'll just do this. And... Um, it's definitely the approach that I think he should have taken if he wants them to advance and be greater civilization instead of just taking over, destroying it or colonizing it. He should actually just help and give resources and that kind of a thing. So in that way, the same flaw as Thanos' plan, instead of getting rid of half the universe, create double the resources um, would accomplish the same thing. So I, there's flaws in the plan, definitely. Um, but I can, with his indoctrination and being a filter, I understand why he said the things he said, but he was also just very rude and very disrespectful <laughs> for that <laughs> yeah. entire episode. And it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And he just killed, killed innocent people for no reason. Like Invincible saves this one guy and Omni-Man, you know, he's like, why are you making this so hard? And he just kills the man. But no he reason. didn't just kill him. He, you know, he's falling, and Rinsville saves him, and then Omni-Man grabs his head and just crushes it like this paper. <laughs> and you see that you see uh, everything come out of it because it's pretty graphic, even as a cartoon. Um, but just disrespectful. I think my favorite scene was probably him destroying the Guardians of the Globe. Second favorite was 
I feel like it was the reverse Spider-Man scene where Spider-Man is shooting these webs and holding back the train. Um, <laughs> Omni-Man says, no, you're going to learn why these lives are not valuable. Takes him, puts his head up, an Invincible's head, and just holds it there while a subway train drives through it, killing everyone in the subway train. Just And he's watching this. He's using him as like a body shield um, with all these people around him. It's really graphic. It's just like, I did not think this was going to happen. This is going to, he's going to go there. But um, Omni-Man doesn't disappoint. And I hope there's more scenes in the second season. Similar. Yeah. Um, I think from the comic, you're probably going to get a little different Omni-Man. Um, because as you see, when Omni-Man is about to kill uh, Invincible because he's like, what, 17 more years? Because he was right. like, literally just to kill him. Um, he's like, what are you going to have after all these years? And Invincible says, you. And that really mm-hmm. pulls on his heartstrings and he yeah. just leaves. So I think we're going to get a little different Omni-Man going forward because he was more ruthless, didn't care about anybody. But now he he has that son who you know, pulling his heartstrings, you know, I think it's going to turn him around based on comics. It very well could. Um, and it would be interesting to see how the you know, TV show um, accounts for that and, um, and changes things, makes it so interesting, that kind of a thing. Even with the side stories going on. I feel like the side stories remind me of like Rick and Morty style stuff because it's all intergalactic. It's all aliens and whatnot. Um, and helping those races uh, from Earth or whatever. But it's, yeah, I think that by far, Omni-Man is a favorite character, um, as messed up as he was. Uh, would you say that he's too good? Maybe that's why he's one of the, the least interesting characters? I, I don't know if I'd say he's too good. Um, I think it's just there's so many bigger things happening in this like universe. His problems, what he's going to do, they don't really aren't that interesting compared to the, everything else going on. Like I really don't care about his problems or what he's going through. With all this, this interesting world building is happening, and it's happening so quickly. I think really, do you see? And this comic series is actually over now, but really, do you see? in TV adaptations or movie adaptations, um, a world being built so quickly because you have the Guardians of the World come in quickly. You have the Omni-Man story and the Viltrumites and all these other alien races. And you get some backstory and glimpses at the end. You know, you see bits, pieces here and there. And then you have um, uh, Seth Rogen's uh, alien character um, explaining things as well. So it's like there's all these interesting things going on. I don't care about Mark's high school life anymore. <laughs> I want to know about this whole universe and how it all works. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, we've seen some of the stuff before because it's really Spider-Man like trying to balance yes. school and, you know, the Mary Jane character and um, being a superhero. We've seen that stuff before, except this right. is just more brutal. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, he, he's not a very bad character. 
Um, there was one other thing that I want to touch on. I mean, what did you think about them, the, the Mahler twins? They were interesting. I feel like they were the closest to the um, Saturday morning villains that you would see on Scooby-Doo or um, the WB, any of our shows, because they were kind of goofy. They weren't that smart. You know, their whole thing was uh, one of them dies, so they build a machine and clones themselves, and they make it to where the clone doesn't know that they're clone, and they argue about who's the original, and who. It, but both of them are clones. That, who knows how long they've been doing this. Um, they're super smart, and they were funny. That, that voice actor has been in tons of TV shows. I think there's a couple of characters on this show. Um, so it's nice hearing his voice again. But um, yeah, they felt the most familiar as villains. Had it together, low-level stuff. Um, they think they're the smartest one in the room, uh, but they obviously have some dumb tendencies, which yeah, makes for a pretty funny show. Yeah, they're dumb and smart at the same time. Um, but it, it, somehow it works. <laughs> uh, one scene that I really liked that displayed the animation pretty well was when Omni-Man went to that other planet. So there's yes. this a alien race who keeps coming back and shooting up Earth, um, but they age very quickly in Earth's time. Um, but Omni-Man, after he recovers, he comes back um, and goes into a portal when that alien race is escaping. And he says, Earth isn't yours to conquer. Now, at this point, this is where you see or you you see some confirmation of maybe he is evil and he just obliterates their planet within seconds. And it's like it's disrespectful. I mean, <laughs> it's also it's embarrassing for the new Guardians of the Globe because they fought them twice at this point with Invisible's help. And he shows up. He's like, I'm done with this. Right. Um, he goes to their world. He destroys it but leaves some scientists behind to make him a portal so he can get back and then holds you know almost like ultron style this piece of their planet to fall once he's gone to destroy them too so they're so scared they're building him a device to leave so that he can destroy the planet once he leaves um he's terrified right and then someone pointed out the line he says there is you don't understand earth is not yours to conquer and when i heard that at first i thought that's a weird way of saying you know don't mess with earth but he was really saying it because it was his to conquer and he they were stepping on his turf um and they did not do that so but they were pretty interesting race and their time goes differently so they had to get up this special bracelet they made because a minute to us is like 10 years to them and they kept it was interesting interesting concept um but yeah, Omni Man just really displayed his uh, his true his true colors and destroyed the entire planet and civilization. Yeah, but I also think the animation was the best there because it had that that shade of red from their planet yeah. and the way that he was just going through all of their buildings and um, tearing those aliens up. It really showed off that animation really well, and I mm -hmm. think that was the yeah. best animation in the show. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. It looked pretty good. But, um, yeah, uh, was there any other interesting points in 
the show? Oh, yeah, I think I'm definitely ready for more. I think um, they had pretty diverse cast, which was nice, um, both in the voice actors, the characters themselves in the series. Um, it was pretty interesting. I thought Sandra Oh was a pretty, pretty, a pretty good job in voice acting the character of Iron Man's wife. Um, I think, what was her name? Peg? I'm make that up. But um, I thought she was compelling. She in her voice, you know, figuring out what's wrong with Omni Man. The the scene where she's uh, where she finds his suit that's bloody and putting two and two together um, while he's gone. I felt, you know, I was holding my breath. Like I was all. I felt just as anxious as they, as they wanted her to feel. So the animation and the voice work was pretty good throughout the series, um, but hers stood out to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, whenever she set that timer for him to come back which is like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot exactly what she had him do, but it was, it it was, was like dinner like, from around the world. Yeah. <laughs> Wine from Italy and I don't know, ham from Sweden or something. Yeah. Something ridiculous, but right. it would only take him 20 minutes. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but, um, you know, you're just holding your breath, just hoping that he doesn't come back before she, um, can find what she needs to find. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets back and it's terrifying. I feel like though that particular scene felt a lot like the boys. Um, and Homelander once he goes crazy, not knowing what's he gonna do next. Is he gonna kill everybody? Is he gonna like snap? Um, I definitely felt that in those scenes. Yeah, and to jump onto that, so Homelander and Omni Man are very similar characters in that they're basically like Superman and there's not many weaknesses, if if any. But whose story do you think was more compelling? Well, there I, I honestly I think I like Omni Man's a little bit better because I like the idea of this other alien civilization that he's a part of and how they fit into this overarching universe. Homelander is really just a lab experiment um, with you know man-made chemicals. And I was watching something; it was comparing the two, um, two Superman and to each other. And this, the biggest differences are in the universes, in um, in in the Invincible comic storyline. Omni Man is more powerful than all these other races and um, super beings who are pretty strong in their own right, but he's more powerful. In The Boys, Homelander is strong, but those characters aren't fighting the same kinds of villains or each other, right? There's not aliens and supernatural stuff going on. It's really just the super soldier serum. It's just a bunch of people on steroids um, and he happens to be the best one. So, like, his, they, they aren't on an even playing field with how strong they are because they're fighting two, in two different classes. Homelander is the best of Earth's version of superheroes, while Omni Man is the best of, you know, nations, worlds, and universes of beings and creatures and things. I find that more interesting than than Homelander's story. Okay. Well, I, I guess I, I just like the story crafted around um, Homelander mm. a little more because 
it paints a dark light on what superheroes can be like if you know power corrupts them if they start doing it for money and you know the way that politics gets involved but in this i mean for um omni man it's more about you know taking over this planet and you know i i think we've kind of seen a little bit of this before yeah i i agree i agree it's definitely a cliche not anything innovative really i think the boys took a lot um to make a different kind of story but so i see the differences there for sure yeah but they're both great characters um omni man and yeah uh homelander but um any other thoughts before we give it a rating no i think i'm ready all right so the lowest rating is trash middle is background noise and the highest is a banger so how would you rate the Amazon Prime TV series Invincible? I think Invincible is definitely, um, I'd say, a mid-level banger. I think it's really, um, it's interesting. It is mature. Um, it has so much story in it, baked into it. There's several different plot lines that all line up together. Um, even though the main character is my favorite character or even a story really, but everything happening around him and learning the universe through his eyes is a, is really interesting. Cause I feel like others comic book stories, they focus on the character a little bit too much. Um, and you don't get to see how they interact with the world around them until there's some special edition issue or some huge conflict where everyone else has to join in. I feel like in Invincible, right as soon as he gets his powers, really, he gets um, thrown into this big world of things happening around him. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would agree. I'm going to rate this one as a low banger. Um, I think it does really well in its story, how it's crafting the world for Invincible and all the interesting characters. I mean, there's so many characters that you can just point to and just be like, okay, I want to know more about him or her. And, you know, you can have like a whole series on that, but um, just so many interesting characters. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they have next. I think they should try to, you know, update the, the um, animation some more, not that it looks bad or anything, it just it, it looks a little I don't want to say outdated well, either. A little bit early two thousands Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of that. But I mean, you still feel every punch with all the blood flying and guts going everywhere. Yeah. There were some <laughs> random moments of like three D animation, which is interesting. <laughs> like they'd yeah. be in a car or a building would be three D, which is like, oh that's odd. <laughs> or when that alien race invaded Earth and, you know, the, the crowd of aliens would come walking out just for like two seconds. It was 3D. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is that even in here? Interesting perspective, yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you know, all around great series and I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Oh, 10 out of 10? Wow. Um, I yeah, that's a ten out of ten. Okay, so why not a certified banger then? I don't want to give it a certified banger 
just because I, I try to reserve that for really, really awesome stuff. And I feel like I'm torn. If I, if I watched it again, I might change it and make it higher. But I, I, I hesitate. Maybe after season two, with some more storyline, more completeness, I'll get there. But right now, mid level. Okay. Um, but I definitely want people to watch it. It's definitely good. Yeah, I think people have already, you know, jumped on this train, and season two is definitely going to be coming out. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure how long it really takes them to, you know, animate all this stuff and get all the voice actors back, but. You know, it's probably easier than doing like a, you know, real life action hero movie or TV show. Mm-hmm. But um, that does it for us at Any Reviews. Thank you everybody for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And you can send us a message by clicking the message link to get featured on the show. And thanks for listening.